Welcome to Words Worth Spoken, the podcast, where we explore what it means to live a fulfilling and authentic life of faith. I'm your host, Oin Brandy, and my goal is to create a community of people who are inspired to live our purpose. Hey there, and welcome to Words Worth Spoken, the podcast. I have not filmed a podcast episode in a while, so I'm so excited to be filming today. Well, actually recording. I'm such a YouTuber, like filming, filming all the time. But today's topic is something that the Lord has really laid upon my heart, and I think it's going to be a blessing to every single person that's listening in today. I want you guys to know that this is not a word of condemnation. Instead, it's a word of a word that's calling you to be closer to God, a word that's calling you to do better. Not just you guys, this is for me as well. This is for everyone. I don't think there's a stage in your Christian life where you are unteachable. So this is definitely for every single person. So I want us to read some Bible verses before we move forward, because I think the word and the actual scripture, the word of God is so important. So we'll be reading um, John 4, 22 to 24. You worship what you do not know, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth. For the father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We would also read Romans 12, 1 to 2. I encourage everyone to actually open up your Bibles and read as well. Um, but I'll read it to you in case you're doing something else and you can't actually read yourself. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the masters of God, to represent your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you by changing the way that you think, that you may know what the will of God is, and what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Both verses that we just read just is just talking about living truly as a Christian and what it means to worship, what it means to um, follow God's will, what it means to live as a true believer. But it's so funny that in this day and age, you don't see people that are living truly to their faith. What we see is popular culture and the infusion of religion so we're seeing a lot of new age doctrines we're seeing a lot of doctrines of the universe we're seeing a lot of philosophies and ideologies and witchcraft because people know that there is a side of them that wants to be tapped into something spiritual but they're tapping into everything but the truth itself And as Christians, we are called to stand firm in our faith. We're called to be unwavering in our commitments to follow Jesus Christ. But what does it mean to stand firm in faith? What does it mean to hold fast the truth of the gospel? What does it mean? What does that actually mean? It simply means that we must remain rooted in God's word. It simply means that we have to live out our faith in our daily lives. We can no longer try to conform to the way of the world the world does so many things that is against god's will but unfortunately many christians today have become lukewarm in their faith we've lost our passion we've lost our zeal for god we've lost our commitment to follow jesus it's all grown weak 
We've allowed the cares and concerns of this world to distract us from the truth of the gospel. And as a result, we have become ineffective in our witness for Christ, in our witnessing for Christ. It's so sad, honestly, when I think about it, that you see more and more Christians trying to become worldly. Like we are the ones following the ways of the world as opposed to the way that God wants it to be where the world is following our ways. Another thing is that we do not understand the concept of sacrifice. This is something that the Old um, the Old Testament explains very well. And you see that a lot of the early Jews, um, they really understood the concept of sacrifice. The only thing is that back in the day, sacrifice was something that you would kill or, or, um, yeah, you will slay to appease God or be God's, um, but God, the one and only true God, is calling us to be living sacrifices. He was talking about living a holy and godly life by following the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you have come into the faith and, you know, you've been in the faith for a couple months, a couple years, you will have to give in to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It is the way that God has designed it. But what we see today is that a lot of people are killing their convictions. When the Holy Spirit convicts them of something, they do not take it seriously. They still decide to go ahead and do it. And as you continue to do that, you begin to kill the conviction to the point that whenever you perform that activity or whenever you engage in such desires, you are no longer able to hear from the Holy Spirit about such things. But that's not what God is calling us to be. God is calling us to be living sacrifices. He's calling us to be living sacrifices. We have to remember that God has created us as a vessel that carries him, that carries the Holy Spirit, that carries the Holy Spirit. We have been created as a vessel for the Holy Spirit to take our boat in. But the Bible goes ahead to warn, warn us about the dangers of lukewarmness. We see a lot of people, a lot of Christians, right, sitting on the fence about so many things that the Bible has clearly said, it is wrong, this is not my way, this is not the way of God. In Revelation 3.16, Jesus says to the church in Laodicea, it says, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This is such a sovereign reminder that God desires us to be fully committed to him and to his word and not running helter-skelter and not sitting on the fence about decisions and not being blown by every passing wind. It's so funny that these days you can't find many Christians that will say, this is what I believe in and not try to make themselves politically correct. But God has called us to stand out, not to blend in, not to blend in with the ideas and the ideologies of this world. 
That means that we have to dance to the beat of a different drummer, which is the Holy Spirit who needs us to love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, and all the other fruits of the Spirit. God is calling us to stop following the norm and stop following what is socially acceptable, but choose Him and follow Him. I feel like we have misunderstood the concept of free will. You hear a lot of Christians saying, but I have free will. I have the will to choose. But God is not calling you to choose between evil and a lesser evil. God is choosing you. To, God is calling you to choose between light and darkness. To choose between the way, the truth, and the life, which is Jesus Christ. And to choose between the way of death, which is darkness, which is the way of the enemy. Lukewarmness and sitting on the fence can have serious consequences in our lives. It can lead us down the path of spiritual complacency where we become, we become content with the status quo and we stop growing in our faith. It can also lead us to compromise on our beliefs, compromise on our values, which is where you see a lot of Christians today. As we begin to prioritize the opinions of others, prioritize the opinions of the world, prioritize the opinions of social media over the truth that God has given to us. And while I speak on this, I want to use the story of the imprisonment of Paul and Silas to just explain the point further. And even more than the story of Paul and Silas, really Paul's entire second missionary journey. I would like us to just look into that and speak to that on this issue of being steadfast in your faith. If you want to know more about the story, you can read Acts 16, 16 to 40. Um, Paul and Silas, they were spreading the word of God, spreading the gospel around the Gentiles, going from town to town to spread the gospel. But then in this particular town that they were in, there was chaos, there was a riot, and Paul and Silas ended up getting imprisoned. And they weren't just imprisoned, they were taken into the inner guard room, like the in the most part, in a dungeon, um, and then they, their their feet were chained. They changed the they chained them, put them in there as prisoners. And Paul and Silas, they prayed, they danced with prayer and singing. The, obviously, God came to their rescue. There was a serious earthquake. Just went through the prison and that all the chains fell off all the doors were open and all the prisoners were released so when the jailer woke up he saw that the prison doors were wide open and then he just assumed that um the prisoners had escaped so he drew his sword to try to kill himself but then paul shouted to him stop don't kill yourself we are all here the jailer called for light and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So the reason why I went ahead to just read um, read this part of scripture is because just from the single act of Paul and Silas, the jailer and, all, and his entire family were saved. They believed the way we are as Christians and our level of surrender and intimacy with God can affect the life of another person. Just imagine if Paul and Silas just agreed that, oh yeah, um, since we're imprisoned, we're not going to try anymore. We're not going to try like, oh, God is not even protected. 
protecting us? How come we're getting arrested? Imagine if they just gave up. There are a lot of things that we do in our lives today that just, we just give up when things get tough. We don't try and see what God's um, alternative is. But Paul and Silas, they prayed, they sang, they trusted in God and God came to their rescue. And through this trust that they had in God, this jailer and his entire family and probably many more people as well came to Christ. While reading this story, I, I just re wondered that Paul and Silas were broken free, but why did they not escape? Why did they stay? Why did they stay there? Why did even the other, other prisoners also stay and no one escaped? It's probably because they knew that the testimony was in their waiting. Because they waited, the jailer could not understand such level of honesty and integrity. He knew that this could not be, they could not be mere men. They knew that they were common prisoners and there was more to them and due to this miracle the jailer and the entire and his entire household believed like, we need to come to the realization that our lives are some people's bibles our lives are some people's um our lives are what other people are watching and and following through with so the way that you live your life truly matters and i'm not saying be creepy and be spooky and do spooky stuff but just live your life in a way that god has commanded it by the leading of the holy spirit this is not a time for you to be lukewarm anymore the bible truly warns us so much about the dangers of lukewarmness um in addition to revelations 3 16 that we we spoke about we can also look at matthew 7 21 to 23 where jesus says not ev not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of the father who is in heaven it is not by saying oh i'm a christian oh i'm a believer it is by doing the will of the father because on that jesus because i had to say that on that day many wow many will say to me lord lord did we not prophesy in your name and then will i declare to them i never knew you depart from me you workers of lawlessness may we never be deemed workers of lawlessness in the name of jesus Amen. Amen. This passage reminds us that it is not enough to simply say that we follow Jesus. We must also do the will of the Father. We must remain committed to living out our faith in our daily lives. Now you need to ask yourself, are you a true worshiper? Are you one that God recognizes as a true worshiper? Do you live a godly and a holy life showing the world that you follow Jesus? If people look at your, your social media pages or if people just look at the way that you live your day-to-day -day life, will they say that, yes, indeed, she's a believer or will they be confused like today she's in and today she's not? We need to come to the place of total commitment to God. We need to come to the place of total total surrender because if you are not with god there is no place for lukewarmness there's no place for sitting on the fence if you are not with god then you are definitely with the kingdom of darkness we have to understand that in this life that we live and in this race that we're running we're either we're always going to be building a kingdom so it's either you're contributing to building the kingdom of god or you're contributing to building the kingdom of darkness we don't want to just be people that hear the word and do not do it. For if anyone is a hearer of the world, 
of, it, of the word and not a doer. The Bible says he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away, and at once he forgets what he looks like. We have to be like the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no longer just a hearer of the word, but a doer who acts out the word that he will be blessed in his doing you are not blessed in your hearing you are blessed in your doing we it's it's not enough to just have a head knowledge of the word of god it's not enough to just have lip service of the word of god it is that you are doing and you are acting out the word of god in this day and age we just we're, we're, we're people that have that worship so many gods we worship so many gods and idolatry is not just about making for yourself an image that you bow to or whatever witchcraft is not just this spooky gothic thing it is what you surrender to what has the ultimate say in your life this is exactly like our world today our world today is filled with so many ideologies so many philosophies so many things that have now become the norm and popular culture but we are straying away from the truth, the truth that Jesus Christ is the, is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. I know that we are afraid of condemnation, but let me tell you something. Apostle Paul was also faced with fear. He was also afraid of being condemned. If we read Acts 19 verse 9, we see that Paul appeared, I'm sorry, God appeared to Apostle Paul in a vision and said that he should not be afraid. Instead, he should speak out. He should not be silent for God is with him. Let me tell you today that our dear God is with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of condemnation. Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. Be assured of who you are in Christ Jesus. Let us remain committed to standing firm in our Christian faith, rooted in the word of God and led by the Holy Spirit, that we will be doers of the word and not hearers only. And may God bless us and guide us as we seek to honor him in all that we do in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I pray that we would not be people that Jesus will say that he never knew. Instead, we will be people that, that do his will and people that he is proud of in the name of Jesus, that we would not live our lives in lukewarmness, that we would not live our lives in fear of what people think about us, that we will stand firm in our faith in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will continue to guide us, that we would not kill the voice of the Holy Spirit within us, that we would not kill the voice of the Holy Spirit within us. Instead, we will surrender to the leading of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. I preach for you today that you would not be distracted by the things of the world. You would not feel the need to conform to the to the, to the ways of, of the world in the name of Jesus, but you will be strengthened by might. You will be strengthened with might in the name of Jesus that you would know, you, you would know that you have surety and assurance in God the Father in in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Blessed God for this word today. And I pray that your people 
understand the word and i pray that your people have have learned something from the word today in the name of jesus so do not relent on your prayer do not relent on your bible study do not relent on your fellowship with other believers in the mighty name of jesus amen 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 thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of words Worth spoken i hope you learned a thing or two and we'll see you next week bye